Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Nakia Wright, who is an education app designer, sound healer, and artist. Nakia, how you doing? I'm doing great. Timmy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. All right. So, uh... All right. Well, my name is Nakia. It's an Egyptian, uh, old Egyptian, like Arabic name, and it means pure and faithful. And um, I uh, really, it's so funny because I've grown to really uh, embody that in my like art, in my teaching, in my career, really around um, the, 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 well, the literal, I make soaps. And uh, that's one of the things I like to teach people is how to make soap. It's really easy. I'm actually excited to go to West Africa and like learn, you know, some um, more traditional uh, methods as well. Um, So I I like making soaps and also just like learning new activities, crafts and things like that, that I can then bring into my classes and and, um, make the whatever we're learning um, with with the students more engaging. So um, anything from, you know, soap when we're doing a chemistry lesson, to really um, show them how these chemical how these chemical reactions work, to building a garden, um, if you're studying ecosystems, and um, to making your own music and learning different ways to express. So um, a lot of uh, my my passions and, and like hobbies are things that I've explored for myself, for my own kind of healing practice, and just to connect deeper with uh with myself my passion and who i who i am you know innately um and then i i i i found that it's been like sharing um these as like alternative ways of learning and seeing the world with uh i typically work with middle schoolers but um a broad range of students and typically um um, with students with disabilities and um and so making these things accessible to them uh, regardless of their disability and things like that, it's like it's just so much fun for me. It's like a, it's it's a challenge, um, but but it's all based around creativity, and um, I found that students are able to develop like a an authentic um, connection with learning, not with doing things the right way or following directions, but actually connecting with learning and realizing that they have the capacity to learn and grow. Mm, I love that. Develop an authentic connection with learning. Can you tell us a little bit about what stops so many people from developing that authentic connection? Unfortunately, it's the school system. They have like uh, studies that show that, you know, children, but when they're starting school in the beginning, most are functioning at a genius level. And it's these uh, structures and components that we've put into education to make it one more efficient 
and uh and and two but but efficient for who so the public education system was developed to create workers for factories you know to make sure people aren't cutting off their fingers and things like that but it wasn't really created to help people grow and evolve and become the best their best selves that was never the intention the intention was to have workers and and to have to have a, a a very you know have managers for factories have you know but 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 all around creating kind of corporate labor and um and so when people don't um connect with that in the education system people start to feel that oh i feel like i'm being you know pushed along like you know herded along or you know, I ask questions and instead of the questions being answered, I feel like I, I, I you know, um, a, a student, students, sometimes they'll ask a question and the teacher won't even know the answer because the, the teacher might be just following a script as well. And these scripts are created by who? <laughs> Other businesses, it's all about making money. There's nothing wrong with making money, but you gotta be upfront about how you're doing it. And within the education system, um, it, it, schools that value um, the, the student and, and really focus on how do we create civic leaders and, and folks within our in communities that those those schools have students who are engaged and, and, it, and it's it, it's not about um, you know there I mean the socioeconomic environment all of these things also impact it. But when you have teachers and, and, a, and a principal and a school that, that is dedicated to, to engaging students at their level and, and, and getting rid of any obstacles and prioritizing student learning and growth over anything else, um, you don't, I don't see as many of these uh, reluctant, reluctant learners. Mm, I gotcha. I love that. And so what you primarily do within the school system is you work with middle school kids and people are children who, did you say have disabilities? Mm-hmm. Um, and you help design apps to make it all more kind of inclusive and engaging for them. Yes, yeah, so this is what I'm transitioning into. So I've been a special education teacher for about 14 years. And over during that time, probably like, I mean, for about 14 years now, I've been utilizing um, um, edu like ed tech, all types of online tools to support my students um, around uh, learning kind of what we call rote skills. There are things like if you create a game where you just gotta be exposed to it many, many, many times and it gets boring if you don't change it up. So a computer is able to do that with like, make flashcards look really fun, you know? There's video games that help students learn. Um, there's an immersive video game I used to use called Times Attacks that it's like an immersive game, but it's all about multiplication and students who, who, who beat that game come out knowing their multiplication facts. So I've been using these for a while, but they're all kind of separate little pieces that then you have to put together. Now, during like the distance learning over the last couple of years, I've noticed that these apps, um, that they're, it's very hard for students, teachers, even parents to keep, keep up with all the different apps. You gotta log in, blah, blah, and know how it all connects. And so, um, what I, what I decided a couple of years ago was what if, what if schools actually had their own custom um, school app? And that would be the main kind of homepage for schools that are doing a hybrid 
or uh, 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 what are what do they call it? Like a, a combination of distance in an in-person learning. It would also offer some continuity for that, um, and have like a home base basically where you can have like uh, events and even the social like school social media page where, where kids can actually learn how to communicate and, and social skills and adaptive social skills that will um, help them grow and evolve as people. So I saw this as something that was missing in um, all the schools that I've been connected with both pre-pandemic and then after the pandemic, I've noticed the need for this specifically around how to create um, an engaging and inclusive um, school, com school um, community and meet those social emotional needs. Um, and we're seeing that it, it, within the school system, many, 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 many students are suffering from, from mental illness. And, and it, it's, 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 it was a problem pre-pandemic and it's, it's, it's extraordinary now. And so um, this is a solution that I've, I've created uh, to, support, to support schools in that. Um, did you have another, did you have another question around that? No, no, I really love that. I love that you saw that problem and you kind of went after it. And I think, um, you know, we're talking about the school system and how the school system like makes workers. Well, it doesn't make people to think like that. And that critical thinking is, you know, it's literally what shapes the world. <laughs> um, so I love that you're going after that. And I know that our schools need a lot of help and that, you know, just app design, that software for schools will not only streamline it for parents and schools, but again, make it more accessible for the kids who, I mean, that's what we care about, right? Our kids, they're our future. So um, I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk, let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Um, so I know you want to create um, this app for schools, but what is your vision? Is it like national, international, and... Um, so the, the vision is international. I have about um, I have about 200 schools reviewing uh, reviewing the proposal now the proposals right now and I'm um, doing, uh, in, in the process of my, my launch at the moment. And so my goal for this year is to get about um, between 10 to 25 schools. Um, who, who are, are ready and interested. And the beauty of this is this is a co-creation, right? So, so um, uh, the, the, initially I will be um, talking with the school, with my team, finding out where, where, you know, what do they need out of an app, giving them opportunities to, to really have some input so that they can, I'm just guiding them through creating an app that's going to serve their community. And um, all of the other um, learning applications can be, it can, can be integrated and linked into this, but this will be basically a home, it, it, it's like a virtual school platform, you know, customized for that school's needs. So um, I, I've got some new team members now, I'm excited. And, uh, and uh, that, that, so that's my goal for this year is, is to, and then with those, those schools, um, I would, um, I'm also connecting with, um, uh, schools in Zimbabwe. So my partner is from Zimbabwe. I was there this summer and um, 
we and we are planning to uh, raise our family there. And of course, you know, they have private schools there and things like that. But um, I've traveled the world and taught in many wonderful private schools. And it, it's a very like privileged environment that only a few people have access to. But I'm like a world renowned teacher. And so if I can, you know, I can support their public schools with um, getting access to resources. And um, I've developed a Black to Teacher project, a Black to Africa project for public school teachers here where teachers here can get funding up to $5,000 to come with me to Zimbabwe over the summer, um, share and learn, experience the culture. And I'm partnered with the Zimbabwe um, National Association for Traditional Healers. And so they have been leading us, they led me through the country and I traveled the country with their head, their secretary of education, one of their top traditional healers. And um, I just had a once in a lifetime, like truly authentic experience that I feel like would be um, healing for any like any black person who's able to go. And I'm so um, happy to have found this funding to be able to offer that to to teachers. So uh, what what I imagine is these uh, these apps and and the, the the schools that are purchasing these apps. Um, are also um, investing in, in this lar in, in, the, in these other projects. So, so this is a part of a larger social entrepreneurship project that's building bridges uh, between Black Americans here, um, Black students here, teachers, professionals, um, to, with, uh, with, um, with throughout the diaspora, um, starting in Zimbabwe. I love that. I love that. And so as you take this, um, you know, the software, the app international, it's kind of going to be um, customizable per school on an international level. Is that mm -hmm. the Yep, That's and per district. So we, I would be able to, with, uh, with what one school district uh, is, is able to pay, well, with what, what one school is able to pay here, I'm gonna donate my time to be building apps for, for schools there. Um, and uh, as well as supporting, there's another um, wonderful woman who's created these uh, computers, these very simple computers that are hand cranked so that, uh, so that students, and I, I'm currently working with some, uh, some uh, women there on um, how to get Wi-Fi set up so that um, schools, because uh, when, when co during COVID, when schools were shut down here, like we had our phones, we had, most people at least had their phone, but imagine if you're in a place where you don't even have electricity. So supporting with things like that, so a school can have a solar panel, you know, could <laughs> have the electricity, they can have Wi-Fi, and they can have the app, you know, in order to get the app, you need those things. Um, and uh, so so that it, it, it we, we don't, uh, we can uh, um, be serving, serving youth here and, and serving youth, youth abroad. There we go. There we go. I love it. And what parts of the software would be customizable? Like what do you think schools would want to customize to address the needs in their communities? 
Okay, that's a great question. So you, first of all, the aesthetics, right? So your fonts, your 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 school colors, your your all the themes, you know, like all of that design. The other aspect is um, you can customize the content. Uh, so there there's there there's sections within the app where you can add courses. So say for instance, you're a, a school that has a lot of new teachers because we know a lot of teachers left. So they're hiring new teachers. Maybe they're not as experienced, but you can have built in courses for them built into the app that, that can be, you know, where uh, to teach about equity, inclusion, uh, project-based learning, kind of teaching best practices. Um, and these could be courses that I put together, like, you know, or courses that say the principal would, has, has certain things that they want to share as well. There's also a space uh, for, um, for like a community gallery and community, so, so students can share what, think about a bulletin board. You know, if you go into a school, you got bulletin boards everywhere. Where are our bulletin boards if we're in a virtual environment? So this would be a place where you can go and you can see, oh, well, the, uh, the LGBTQ club is having this event and we have a, a talent show coming up on this day. And, you know, there's a, an engineering contest you know, that you can sign up for here, you know, just a, a, like a school, just a community board area, as well as a place where, where students can uh, ask questions, um, things like that. Um, and then uh, it can be also um, uh, customized down to uh, the different classes. So uh, per teacher, I, I'm, I'm recommending that we'll start with one, one teacher who who um who already has a lot has has quite a bit of experience wants to to test this out as as the for the beta and so that teacher can actually upload their content um or or they can they can um I have content that will be available for schools as well so they can it'll it can be customized from content it can be customized as far as what kind of data do you want to collect. So I've noticed that homelessness and things that people don't realize schools are doing, uh, we do a lot at school. So that's how like, like a lot of information about what families need comes from schools. And so schools aren't able to track as easily how many children are homeless or missing meals and things like that. So this, this, these could be integrated into the app. Parents can easily, or if there's an emergency, and the parent needs to uh, to let them, or if they want to track um, for folks, uh, well, well, you can um, have encrypted uh, spreadsheets that will you could you could track if folks um, uh, the forms for uh, I'm not sure if they still have them, but for COVID, where uh, I know the first the first year when I was teaching in person, I'm virtual now, so I'm not going into any schools, but we had to fill out a little form each time and it was like, okay, you got to scan this, fill out this form, blah, blah, blah. Imagine you open the app. Okay, here's your day. Hi, Nakia, it's personalized. I have my profile. Okay, go ahead and fill out your form. Bam, now you're signed in for work. And you filled out your COVID clearance form, everything. So um, when, when I say, I mean, we can pretty much <laughs> do anything, anything that I can't do, um, I, I will find someone who can, you know, we're gonna hire, hire an outside engineer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That is, um, this is going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, um, that is a, 
definitely something I could have used when I was in high school. I'm, I'm not that old. <laughs> so it, like, it's not like the technology has super advanced in the past five years. And so I definitely think, um, yeah, this is going to be big. So thank you for thinking of it <laughs> and um, going after it. I appreciate that. Well, awesome. So we got kind of your vision for your software that you're doing for schools. It's going to be customizable. It's going to go international. And you want to lock down 10 to 25 schools by the end of 2022. Tell us um, if there's anything else you want to add to your vision for your software, but also just your vision for your life. Oh, well, this is a part of my vision for my life. I, you know, I feel like uh, we're all, we're all put here to do, do things, right? Like in, uh, in African traditional religion, we're actually, we actually choose uh, before you're born, your, our divine spirit chooses everything, like knows everything that's going to happen, chooses that life. And as we're birthed through the birth canal, we forget. And, and, and a part, the first part of kind of awakening is, is reconnecting with that divine path. So I know I am on my divine path. And I, I came to it um, just from my own desire for liberation like I grew up here as a black woman in the U.S. and I was you know like my mom was in prison I ran away when I was 15 because I was I was in a very abusive household um but I took my siblings with me because I wasn't going to leave them behind and so um I'm uh I I never just was one of those people who just accepted that this was the way that it was going to be. I just, some people are, and I think that those people help us to progress because there are times where we can't, you know, there are times where our ancestors didn't have the same opportunities, but now we do. And I'm about to take advantage of every last one of them if it can lead to an end to oppression. And since my mastery and, and skill is in education, that's what I'm gonna focus on. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so this is kind of, like it's not like fun and work it's like life and this is it there we go and it's fun it's not i don't feel burdened down i don't feel i love it i love designing apps i love cre i made my you check out my font i made that font for my website i made my logo um you know so um i really love it and and I feel like I'm divide I, i'm i'm being guided by a, a higher spirit that's like yes we deserve this. We deserve to be free and live prosperously. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would help you take, take the next step towards really taking your software international, as well as locking down those 10 to 25 schools, who would they be and how would they do it? Well, before I would have said the Zimbabwean ambassador. When I first read your email, I was like, oh, who do I need to connect to? And I was like, maybe someone. But I met him this weekend and he <laughs> loved my projects. He wants me to make an app for the Zimbabwean embassy. And so now I feel like if I could connect with Michelle Obama and Shonda Rhimes and Oprah, we could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. There we go. Hey, you might not be as far as you think. We actually had somebody on the show. This is like my um, eternal uh, bragging right. And um, just like the seven degrees of separation is so much more true than you think. We had somebody on the show who has an aunt and her aunt and Oprah 
talk every week. <laughs> like Oprah just calls her her aunt every week, and they they've been friends. Her aunt Oprah and Maya Angelou friends since they were like twenty. <laughs> you know my one one of my heroes, uh, Louise. Tash, and she is a, a traditional healer. She's a, a devotee of, of a, not, not just a devotee, she's like a, a leader in the traditional healing field for, uh, for Oshun. And I've been called uh, to, towards that, that same path. And I was talking to a friend and she was like, I was like, yeah, I was in a, an Orisha song class and I saw her and I turned into a fangirl. I got into the chat. I was like, hey, hey, I love your books. I talk to you. I talk about you to all my friends. And she was like, oh, Tash, yeah, I know her. We're, we're, we're friends. We talk every, literally what you just said. We talk every week. I'm gonna just let her know, okay? Cause I want to make an app for her. Yeah, so, yeah. cause she, I love the way she organizes all the information. Wow, that's <laughs> so awesome. That's so awesome. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, cool. What is um, the most important one or two things that everyday people could do to really help you move towards your dreams and goals? All right. You can go to my website, www.ujamaa-inc.com. And uh, you can sign up for my newsletter. And you will uh, hear about all the projects I'm working on. I also give away, I make apps for all types of things. So I'm, I made an app for uh, folks to, who are looking for grant funding, specifically for cultural projects and artists, uh, BIPOC, so Black, Indigenous, um, people of color who, who um, are, are looking to get projects funded. Um, I got about like over a hundred, hundreds of different grants and also for women entrepreneurs. So you get free gifts from me. You can all, you will also receive exclusive footage from uh, my journey throughout Zimbabwe where I was, uh, had the opportunity to um, experience three different ceremonies from three different regions that were put together just, just for me, just, just for little old me. And, um, and uh, um, I interviewed about 20 or 30 traditional healers, teachers, uh, business owners and things like that so i'll be releasing that footage as well there we go there we go i love it go to her website sign up for the newsletter and now we're going to jump into our thriving three the first question is what is your favorite book movie or podcast pick one Ooh, oh it's gonna be a book <laughs> i love i love um i love books and and now I'm trying to think. Now I'm gonna have to tell you my, what what's like what's one. And I got I gotta just choose one. And that's like the hardest thing right now. Um, I think my my favorite book has got to be this this sound healing book. Um, Dr. Kori Chandri. I'm just going into the next one. So she is a, a neuro neurologist. And she wrote this book. She's uh, she is from India, but was was living here in the U.S. And she wrote this book, um, that is a beautiful book that describes just sound healing, sound medicine, um, very very clearly connecting it to all the research and science, um, and really shows the the cultural, uh, like like how 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 it evolved um, from 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 her culture. 
Um, and uh, at the end, she has these wonderful chants. Um, and I highly recommend the uh, the audiobook so you can hear what the mantras actually sound like. She 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 has some mantras at the end. And I had been using the mantras for the divine feminine. There were three the three aspects of the divine feminine, um, which are wisdom, uh, prosperity, and protection. And so I was I've been doing this chant along with a another one uh, that I had learned for protection through for over the, these last couple of years. And it has cleared out all the obstacles, you know, and a lot of it was like these things in my head. But now when I, when I get stressed or something, I start doing that chant. Like, it's like automatic. Instead of going into like the worry thoughts or what was I thinking and all of that, it's like automated. So um, I, Sound healing has, has, has really transformed my life. I bring it into my classroom all the time. The kids love it. And, and this is a great book to just become introduced to it. Um, and in a, in a really, I, I, it's just in a really authentic way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I would be neglectful as a interviewer if I didn't ask you to tell us a little bit more about sound healing, like go into a little bit of detail for us, tell us what it exactly entails. And, um, I guess you kind of told us how we can get started, but yeah, just give us. Oh yeah. So sound healing is, it, it's, I would say it's more of a philosophy than anything. So we really look at the world through our eyes, right? And we, and that's using light energy, correct? So sound is the energy of vibration. And the thing about vibrations is vibration is energy. It's its own type of energy form. Everything that we can observe can also be observed through vibrations, right? On an atomic level, what is everything? Like dancing light or dancing strings, you know, or dancing waves, depending on if it's a wave or a particle at the, you know, like when you look at it, you look at, think about the physics of it, right? So everything is vibration. And what I've learned to do with sound healing is to use vibration to reset the traumatized parts of my body on a on on like a almost to a genetic level I, I don't like I, I I I feel like I have healed myself genetically from some of that inter intergenerational trauma and so it, it it's it's doing it because sound actually travels deeper than anything else it travels deeper into the body than, than light can so Sound is, has been used in the medical field for ultrasound. They also use, um, they, they'll use either high frequency sounds to make images, and they also use low frequency sounds to, to dis destroy like fibroids and for, for certain types of cancer and things like that. And it's non-invasive way of, of surgery, non-invasive surgery. So it's been used um, in, in medicine for a while, but people haven't been able to like, embrace the the full complexity of sound and how you can use it on your everyday in your everyday life so for me one of the one of my my favorite activities is just doing that deep breath and then you can release with like that ah sound and you know like that's the sound when you did you know in a cartoon story ah, you know somebody scares you well that that sound that vibration is actually for the heart it's actually for the heart and it resets the heart so it's actually it's it's an, it seems automatic but it's something that we do we do it we're doing sound healing when we do that 
we become scared and we use that ass sound to actually reset ourselves, right? To release that trauma. Isn't that something? Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so that's a great one you can start with. And uh, oh, um, you can also use the physical vibration of your, your, uh, your, your fist. So I'll send you a, a PDF. Uh, Seattle Children's House Hospital um, gives this to kids. You can tap on your sternum. And you tap on your sternum, your thymus is right there and activates the thymus, which is great, great for your immune system. So this is why, you know, if you don't have any medicine, whatever, just tap on that thymus. And so what I started doing was adding that, you got your, your rhythm and then a little bit of the ass sound. So take a deep breath in as you're inhaling, always inhale neutral with your head facing forward. Inhale and then exhale and with, with the vocalization. Yeah. And um and th those are just like that's just a really simple exercise to to um that you can just bring into your practice anytime you start to feel a little, you know, anxious or stressed and just like take a moment and um do that um as well as as mantras. So um the the this is a type of mindfulness but you're using sound, um, you know, it's, it's, it, that, that's all, that, that's all it is. And um, typically when people are introduced to meditation, they're introduced to the hardest type of meditation first. You're going to sit still, not do anything. <laughs> and, um, but there's actually dynamic meditation, which is very effective for, it's trauma-informed. Um, I learned it through Naroga, where you're, you're moving. <sighs> so now, I can, I, I'm, I've got a turn, I'm inhaling neutral, exhale on a turn, <sighs> and you can put, you, it, it's, a, it's a way to release trauma from the body, right? Because it's hard to sit still if your body is filled with trauma and anxiety and stress. So it's best to start with some of these activities that actually allow you to, to move that out of the body, either using, using vibrations, and even if you're moving, you're still using vibrations, right? So um, utilizing vibrations and, and the type of meditation that people typically think of, of sitting and very still. And that's actually what like masters do, you know, like when you that that's great for elders, right? For people who don't have a lot of mobility, you know, they they and they 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 don't live their life and they they, you know, they, they learn the lessons. And now, you know, like that's it's great. But for, for people who are active in the day-to-day, -day, we, we need more, more um, accessible tools like, like these. So sound, I, you know, it, it's even if you look at Black music throughout America, that is all sound healing. It's all sound healing, right? The, the ceremonies I, I observed in, in Zimbabwe, you, we've got drumming, songs, music. These are specific for, um, to, uh, to honor like, the rain or to honor certain aspects of nature. This is all sound healing. And they're done at certain times with the whole group so that they can all receive that healing together and participate in that healing together. And it's something that I feel will, could really help help us here if we bring in more of those traditions. You know, I, I bring people on the podcast and I continue to be amazed. I just... The knowledge they have of things and like sound healing um had a guy that runs a um 
like a CBD kind of retreat um, for like meditation and just trauma mm-hmm. healing and stuff like that. And, you know, he was talking a lot about everything's in vibration, law of attraction and um, like feeling energy and how one of the like shamans that is like the master healer there can actually predict the movement of the clouds because he can like see the energy around them and stuff like that. And I'm just like, and then you bring it like down to earth because that's so far from me, right? Like I'm like, I just have no idea. That doesn't even make sense to me. But then you bring it down to earth and you're like, yeah, when you like scream or something, you feel better after you scream, that's sound healing. And it's like, well, duh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and so it's just so cool when I like see things, you know, you see people really far along in the journey doing crazy things. And, you know, I'm, I'm Christian and you would hear about it in the Bible all the time, like the apostles doing like just r- ridiculous things, like making people walk when they couldn't walk and stuff like that. And then you don't think it goes on today anymore. And then you hear about this stuff. And you're like, no, like masters of it are like doing it. We're just so far behind. We need to start at that level that you're talking about where it's like more accessible and more like, anyway, it just, it's awesome when I see the things brought to like my like headspace level. And then I'm like, oh no, I'm actually doing it every day. Mm-hmm. I just haven't harnessed it like these people have. So I just think that's cool. I just had to say that. Um, but awesome. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? <laughs> I just, so I'm all about relaxation. Like when I think, you know, like I've learned a lot of things that I could teach, but I really, I'm like, could I just teach leisure and relaxation? Cause I'm about that life. Okay. Like I'm about ease. And so I just got myself, uh, one of those infrared sauna blankets, and a foot spa and a massage gun. And it has changed my, <laughs> my, my stay home experience. Oh, <laughs> it really has. And uh, I have a, um, um, I, typically people call me when it's getting real, right? Like when, when there's a problem, you know, like I don't really get called unless there's a problem. Like, I get a call from our, our, our uh, Black women here in San Francisco uh, to support with some healing around um, grief and trauma, right? Like these are the types of events I get a call, you know, okay, let me know when it is. And so I really um, have to make sure that I'm not carrying anything into that so that I can really be present. And um, and so I, I sleep probably, I sleep eight, nine 10 hours <laughs> some nights. I I really I really care for myself um and drank a ton of water. I mean, I drank uh it, sometimes I think I drank like a gallon of water a day. So I I I prioritize um I prioritize all aspects of my health. I also keep really healthy boundaries um with with friends with with every and so because my emotional energy is so needed. Like um, right now I teach uh, virtually for Oakland Unified School District. All of the families I'm working with are immigrant families and all of the students are students who have very um, very um, extensive needs. They're in wheelchairs. They, they, they've lived their whole lives being fed by feeding tubes. They can't move their bodies very much and they can't speak. And so these kids are, are um, they have very vulnerable immune systems. 
and some can't be in school right now. So they just have me once an hour, one, one hour a day. And um, when, you know, one of them is in the ICU for a week, you know, I have to, I, I can't think about, oh, how sad this is for me as a teacher. I think about, okay, I'm a case manager. What can I do for this family? Okay, would you like for me to send some pictures to the hospital team, to the teachers at the hospital team so that she can at least have the pictures around around her because she's in quarantine? You know, I, I, I really, I, I really, um, I, I've had that time in my life where I could like lose it and get all, you know, whatever and get caught up. But I have people depending on me now. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I do everything I can in my free time to just relax and enjoy my life and care for my body. There we go. There we go. What is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to really hit your goals or meet Oprah, Michelle, or Shonda? Okay. Well, um, I, I, you know, I will re I'll reach out to their, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to reach out to them, but I will reach out to their publicity team. I can do a little research online uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, and share what I'm doing. Um, I also um, am uh, developing, um, you know, I'm, I'm contacting, reaching out to schools. So I, I've, I have some schools reviewing. Now I'm just on my, my uh, I have my, you know, my launch strategy. So I need to go to the next step, follow up with those phone calls. Um, I've talked to two, two folks who are going to help me with that customer service and, and, and support. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, that, that's my next, that's my next step and uh, book these consultations. There we go. We got one last question for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole lives like that. Sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they'll make that switch to a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Mm-hmm. That one, I think it's exposure. I I I I think um um for I I've met I in my 13, 14 years of 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 being a teacher and working mostly with black and brown youth. Um and right now I work with students who have very clear and evident disabilities, but before I worked with students who were called disabled just because of their they were black and they were in disabling circumstances but there was nothing wrong with their mind or their body um it was it, there was something wrong with the people who who assessed them they had biases and um if you if if you're only exposed to to these people who who in a, in a school system that's predominantly um <laughs> not doesn't represent you and you're exposed to these people and all of these different aspects of your education who, who who are coming in with these biases and and you just think that's what education is then many people just think that it's not for them and learning is adaptation Learn, learning it learning is um there is a very very small percentage of the population that doesn't have the the ability to adapt and those 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 people 
um, are the ones who, who, are, who, are, who are diagnosed with having a cognitive disability, but that's a really small percentage. Everybody else has the capacity, but they, they don't know that it's a possibility because it's never been presented to them in a way that uh, makes it accessible to them. So someone might see it and say, oh, but I, you know, I don't have those same resources. I don't have that. It's easier for me not to think about that and, and just continue on. <laughs> uh, and, and so I, I think being, being expo exposed and, and to, to new ideas in, in a way that um, is accessible and inclusive um, prepares people to, to, to feel um, safe to make that shift. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, I really like what you said about what they were exposed to is what kind of um, a classified them as somebody with a disability, but then be like caused them to like, you know, operate like that. Like our circumstances really do affect how we like live and our circumstances and then our thoughts and beliefs that come from those circumstances. Like it, it really blows my mind. Like I hear about the Stanford prison experiment where you took people were like you know supposedly middle class like you wouldn't call them criminals and then you made some of them prisoners some of them guards and then they very quickly started to act like a guard would act in that situation and the prisoners started like these middle class people who were like in homes with three kids and white picket fences a couple weeks ago were making shivs to like stab each other because it's like when the situation calls for it that's how you act and I think so much about we treat people a certain way. Like when you treat a homeless person as if they're homeless, it's, you're making it way harder for them to like get out of that. Or when you treat um, somebody just like they're anything, when you treat somebody with any sort of limit, mm -hmm. like you're really hurting them. Like- I found, I found it with my students who can't, who, who are not verbal in this assumption because they're not verbal, that they're not intelligent. And that they can't communicate and there's all these tech this technology that could support them in communicating but no one's ever offered it to them because they are they came in with the limited and, and then i'm working with parents who are immigrants and don't have english as their first language they may not even know that it's 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 an option for them even though it's it's guaranteed to them under the law as a free service so, um, so it's, it's a very, and like what you were saying, I love that you brought up that Stanford study. Well, have you read the, have you seen the Rat Park? I've not. That, okay, so Rat Park is what, okay, so, so before the, the, the rats, so this is the study that they based the, the, the drug, the war on drugs, was they said, you know, we gave these, we got these rats addicted to morphine, and then we gave them an option to choose more morphine or food and water. And once they were addicted, they weren't able to choose the food and water. They just chose the morphine. So that is what they used to start the war on drugs that put my mom in prison for you know the, most of her, her adult life and, and mo uh, several of my aunts. And then um, later they did the study again, but they, they, the rats were not in cages by themselves. They were in this awesome, amazing rat community and there was like rat houses and bushes and they could chill with their friends and everything. And they did the same exact study. They addicted the rats to morphine and they gave them an option 
of food and water or morphine and the rats chose food and water. Mm. Mm. Dang. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is why I was um, such an angry person <laughs> like six years ago because I, I would like that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> yes, that's why I was- It's angry. real. Yep, it is. It is. And our and our youth need to know that that's that that there are people out there like we can create something new now. <laughs> we don't have to wait. We got all the tools. Yep. We we don't like there's no reason. Other people can take the time to catch up, but there's no reason why we can't create because there because there's no excuse for how um black and brown youth are being treated within the school system. Or black and brown teachers for that matter. Yeah, no, absolutely. One last study and then we're gonna, we're gonna um, wrap this <laughs> thing up. Uh, it was a learned helplessness study um, where I can't remember if it, I think it was a dog, it was a dog. And they would have like food on the other side of an electric fence or whatever, or some sort of barrier. And every time the dog tried to go get the food, they would get hurt. And they would get hurt and they would get hurt and they would get hurt. And eventually they took the barrier away and the food was just on the other side. The dog could walk right over and just get the food and the dog wouldn't do it. Like mm -hmm. just wouldn't like would starve because like he learned that he was helpless. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people learn that they're helpless and it's easy to control somebody who's learned that. So um, anyway, stuff breaks my heart, breaks my heart. I'm glad we're talking about it. Were these conversations happening 15 years ago? <laughs> so uh, we're talking about it. I'm trying to make, this is why I want to, I'm creating my app um, uh, to, to, to design, you know, like, like instead of having something that's designed for a certain population and isn't considering all the other types of people and abilities, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to take it into instead of doing my own class or my own school. No, I want I want to get in on, on that ground level of how do we design um, to 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 and in acknowledging that these things exist and compensating, compensating for it and uh, and allowing space for accountability. Um, I, I think um, there, there's a lot that can be done. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Nakia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Timmy. Oh, um, yes. Great. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, I think we got all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. How about you? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Well, on that note, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Nakia had to say, make sure to go to her website, subscribe to her newsletter. And also, if you happen to know Oprah, hit us up. <laughs> and introduce us also as we always ask send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message shoot us a five-star review on itunes and we're out guys thanks for listening make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them if you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals make sure to check out the website workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media that's all i got have a blessed day <laughs>